black GI? Is it fair to serve more than the white Americans that sent you here? Nothing is more confused than to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this next record to the Soul Brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Film Optics Review. And today we are going to be talking about the latest Spike Lee joint, The Five Bloods. I'm your host, Christian, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Devin. How are you doing today, man? We missed you on the uh, the PlayStation uh, event stream. You did. How, how did that go? It was it was actually great, man. You know, it, you know I had a few few of my friends, uh, film film Twitter friends on. Uh, we just talked about everything PlayStation, gaming in general, and you know everything Xbox is coming out with. And yeah, it was it was a great time. We we you ready to drop that that's that seven hundred? Always. <laughs> I really hope it isn't seven hundred. To be completely honest, but I have been buying Funko Pops. A lot of my friends That's, have been getting. That sounds it. dangerous. It does sound dangerous, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm stopping myself. I'm, apparently, there's supposed to be a Last of Us Part Two, Joel and Ellie Funko Pop, and then I think I'm gonna stop because like everything else that I would want, I looked up and it's they're like insanely like way too much. I'm like I'm not paying any more than like ten dollars a pop for these yeah, Funko Pops. It shouldn't pop. be more than 10. Yeah, it, it, they re- a lot of them do come out as 10, but it's like the, um, I guess, the popularity value. Like, I was trying to get uh, uh, Kratos from the new God of War. I got Atreus for, like, $10 on Amazon. I got Crash Bandicoot for $10, and I got Spider-Man, um, um, Peter Parker from Spider-Man PS4 for $10. Bucks. Um so I was like, all right, that's that's not bad. And I was like, I'm just going to wait for The Last of Us Part 2 once to come out because I saw they got leaked. So, But, yes, it is a very dangerous game. A lot of my friends have way more than I plan on <laughs> buying. I just want, like, a few. But they have, like... I, I, I refuse to start because it's just... <sighs> it'll never end. Yeah, honestly, because I tried... I, I, I tried to fight it off for as long as I could. And I was like, I, I got some award money back through uh, Amazon. I was like, oh, look, free money. And I was like, hmm. I'm like, all right, just just a few. What could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to see me like a year later with like an entire wall of Funko Pops. No, that would never happen. But anyway, um, <laughs> as I said before, we are going to be. Maybe there'll be some um, some five bloods Funkos that come out. Ooh, one for each blood. Probably. Get that. Get that that Storm and Norman Funko. Oh, of course you want the Storm and Norman Funko. <laughs> man, oh man. So yeah, we are going to be reviewing uh, the Five Bloods here on uh, the Film Optics Podcast today. And before we begin today's review, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, Podbean, and iHeartRadio as well. So let me read the synopsis here and... Um, I guess we'll do a little bit bit of a spoiler section and then we'll kind of talk about the rest of the movie because it is fairly new. So the synopsis reads, four African-American vets battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the 
gold fortune he helped uh, help them hide. The initial release date was uh, this past Friday on June 12th, 2020. Uh, it's on Netflix, so practically I don't know a single person who doesn't have Netflix or doesn't have somebody else's Netflix. And, of course, it is uh, directed by Spike Lee, the man himself. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, uh, I just I'm wanted to get the the cover out here. It looks so cool. Yeah, it really it that's really a, that's does. That's a great cover. It has, it's like that weird psychedelic. Like the first poster that came out with him, I'm like, oh, that that's pretty cool. But then I think he came out with that weird like multicolored one with like the huge collage. I think it's the thumbnail for this uh, podcast as well. I'm pretty sure. Hey. Yeah. So of course you got got to make it shine. Got to make it shine. <laughs> but uh, what were your first uh, initial thoughts when you uh, you know when you watched the movie? Did you enjoy? It? Did you you know just think it was okay? Or I thought it was good. It was definitely a fun ride. Mm. Um, definitely a little long. That's like probably my biggest issue. It just went on for a little too long. Could have cut out. Definitely cut out a few scenes and made it a little cleaner. Yeah. Mm, how long was it? It was about two hours and thirty minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, two thirty-four. Okay, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Because when I watched it, I was like, oh, like I didn't even pay attention to the uh, runtime. But yeah, I I do agree. Um, it did keep me roped in though. Like, actually, I was like doing things in the background, but it was like weird because I was paying attention. And normally it doesn't that doesn't really happen with a lot of movies, I guess, because it was just such an easy story to follow. But once I because I was uh, running, doing a few things around the house while watching it. But I was like glued to the TV at the same time while I was <laughs> um, cleaning up the uh, the apartment. So, yeah, it really was an easy story to follow. And it was also just a really cool story. Yeah, it really was. Um, you know, there's there's I never got to put the IMDb links in here. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> well, of course, we have uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Black Panther himself, Chaz, Ch- yeah, Chaz, Chadwick Boseman, who plays uh, Storm and Norman, the uh, blood who is dead by the beginning of the film. And, of course, you know, his um, his remaining soldiers or his, his remaining group go back to uh, gather his remains. And, you know, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll Shit goes down. I'm, I'm just gonna come out and yeah. say it. Shit goes down like a lot. It was. It's funny. The originally this movie was called The Last Tour, and it was written by other people, and it was meant to be for aging white veterans. Mm. But then um, they weren't able to get that going, so someone gave it to Spike Lee, and he and he and his partner were able to rewrite it and, and turn it into this. Nice. I'm nice. Glad, I'm glad Spike Lee got his hands on it. Feels like a, a good story for him to tackle. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, you know, it, I guess it being, you know, I mean, what, whether it be five white guys or five black guys, you know, I probably would have enjoyed the, the story just as much because it, it, it was very interesting. Um, but definitely, I mean, the cast was just so stacked. You know, we already mentioned Chadwick Boseman, um, and we have uh, uh, Del, uh, Delore. Uh, Delroy Lindo, who played Paul. He was so he was good. I was fantastic. like, oh my. <laughs> Otis. That's, that's an Oscar winner right there. It really was. I mean, honestly, the, the, the entire, you know, the main crew were, you know, the, the uh, chemistry they had was fantastic. It's, it really felt like they, they knew each other for all those years. So, I, I mean, they, they might in real life. We, we really don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, you got Norm Lewis, Clark Peters, Jonathan Majors, uh, uh, Melanie, uh, I believe she's French. Uh, theory, 
uh, Tahiri, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She uh, she played uh, Hedy, the uh, white uh, white French girl. Yeah, yeah. So it was very very. Uh, and of course, um, did you you saw uh, Bill Street? If Bill Street could talk, I did. He, oh my gosh, he's um, the I believe it's this uh, same main character. Yeah, I I looked on his page. That is John. He looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought that was him. I'm like, you look very, very familiar. I was like, hmm. But, yeah. Um, wait. No, oh, he was also in Last Black Man in Fr- uh, San Francisco, wasn't he? I thought he was. I could be wrong. Yeah, he was definitely in that. I don't, I'm not sure if he was in... No, he Bill wasn't in Bill Street. He was in Last Black Man of San Francisco. And, and he's in Lovecraft Country coming up soon here. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Is that on Netflix or is that on... That's HBO. HBO. Oh, there we go. That Jordan Peele. Yeah. Joint. Got to watch that one. <laughs> but, yeah, man, uh, The Five Bloods, or The Five Bloods, it was hell of a ride you know it definitely uh took you on a little bit of an emotional roller coaster definitely felt for a lot of these characters and what they were going through um you know of course i would all, all i can we can only imagine that you know veterans could uh can feel um what they're going through especially you know going back to the v uh, during the vietnam war uh back to vietnam to uh collect their um <clears throat> their fallen uh, comrades remains uh wasn't much of uh, Storm and Norman left, but uh, yeah. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to uh, uh, tap? Oop, sorry, Siri. <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to uh, t- uh, touch on before we just uh, head on straight into spoilers? Um, I just I love the chemistry that the cast had. You already mentioned that, mm-hmm. but it felt like it kind of felt like you were just like a part of the group, just like watching like yeah. with your friends, just like. Because they're just acting like five five friends just hanging out. Honestly, yeah. Like, I mean, I even think about our friend group sometime, and I'm like, when we get that old, we will probably end up doing the same thing, you know, just giving Dude, each they, other They were roasting each other the whole time. Right. Like, <laughs> just giving classic. each other shit, busting each other's balls, <laughs> complaining about their wives. No. <laughs> the, uh, the, the golden age, the good stuff that, that happens when, you're, when you hit, like, 50, 60 years old, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, let's just dive uh, straight into spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched The Five Bloods. Uh, go ahead, watch it. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, it's honestly, uh, it's it's a super easy watch, to be completely honest. Not a lot. Um, go Like, a lot goes on, but it's not like a super complicated interwoven story. But if you haven't watched it, go ahead and pop on your TV and watch uh, The Five Bloods and then come back for the spoiler review or the spoiler section, excuse me, that we are in right now. So, man. Th- those landmines. Those landmines are insane. And and I never even thought about how long landmines could, you know, actually be functioning functional for. But it's just like, I mean, back then. I, I was waiting so long because I just, I knew it was coming at some point, but I was just like, <laughs> he did such a good job of building that tension because it felt like, especially when um, Melvin, what's his name? The guy who was like, um, he had the metal detector on. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's definitely going to get blown up. But yeah. then, <laughs> oh, he didn't. Okay. Oh, and then it, en- it ends up being our good friend, Eddie. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. During an during an argument too. Right. And I was wondering. I'm like, why is he keep like backing up, like the entire way? I'm like, is he? I, I thought I'm like I thought he was just gonna like fall down and like you know have like a heart attack or something. But it, I did not expect that at all. And then with uh, Jonathan Major's character when he steps on one in that that was intense yeah and the way that people for anyone listening if you didn't know that with landmines apparently i didn't even know this i didn't know that they you know i thought that they exploded on impacts apparently there's like a pressure point that once yeah, you apparently let go, they asked which what kind it was when the 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 white people showed up the yeah cam- i don't even know what they were they were like <laughs> i think uh, well i mean i guess the, i guess their job was landmine stuff yeah, I think they were trying to remove the landmines from uh, those war fields and, you know, kids. And but, yeah, they asked them if it was a pressure-plated one, so there must be different types. Yeah, I was I did not know that. And I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, is this really going to explode? And then, like, it got, like, super serious. It looked like, I'm like, oh, God, all right, let's... But that, that was insane, you know, literally everyone just... They, um, uh, oh, my gosh, um, Paul uh, uh, Delory uh, Lendo puts his uh, rope around his son's... Um, you know, kind of like his waist, his hoist, he wraps around it twice. And there was like, what, five, six of them, like, pulling at the same time? I'm like, I don't think he would have survived if he, like, you, you can't move out of the way that fast. Like, no one's that quick. Yeah, and he had that, that motivational speech. He was like, you got to <laughs> jump. Just jump. He was like, you, you need to fly. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was very, very intense. Um but I really, and well, it, when you find out that who actually killed Storm and Norman, because he was like pretty much the, um, I guess you could say the favorite of the group, the one that everyone gravitated towards is always that one. T- T'Challa. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, T'Challa. And, you know, we, we see it in a lot of different uh, TV shows, especially uh, community. Everyone pretty much gravitates towards Jeff because it's just kind of a, I guess like a natural leader vibe that they give off and, you know. It's just their their personality, but yeah, Storm and Norman. He was um, he, he was he was all for the people, and they um, he, he got shot by one of his own his own men accidentally, of course. Yeah, and he never really recovered from it until the very end when he um, when he embraces them and that was like, actually very heartfelt. Like yeah, I like you could just tell like like when they had shown. You know, when uh, Chadwick Boseman, like, you know, takes off his shirt and there's, like, the gun wound, he's like, oh, he's like, you got to tell him what really happens or whatever it was. I was like, oh, did he, like, kill him on purpose? Because, like, you would never think he has Yeah, because he was, he was going down the dark path in that movie because he just, like... I think he was affected by Agent Orange. I'm pretty sure they mentioned that in the movie. And that actually yeah. makes you, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's no joke. And when, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was... I'm not sure if the other um, Bloods were affected by the Agent Orange, but I know he, um, Paul was. And I think that was a, more the reason why, you know, he was acting so strangely and a little bit, you know, guilt trip and whatnot. But uh, unfortunately, uh, the, all, all the five Bloods uh, eventually end up dying going back to Nam, minus um, Otis. Otis. And his, Otis and David survive. Yeah, yeah, Otis and Dare survive. But um, talk about Otis and his love life, like, oh, my gosh. You know, he's over in Nam, goes over to 
a, a brothel, a, pro, a whorehouse, whatever the heck you want to call it. And he has, he has a child with, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, she didn't seem too bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, for, I forgot that lady's name, the, uh, the mother. But she's like, I thought for the longest time she was going to like portray them at some point. But like she just never did. They, they thought she did. Yeah, yeah, they thought she did, and it was just like, nope. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but throughout the movie, every time someone hugged, they would like, they would like change to a different camera and then like kind of replay the hug. Yeah, I noticed. I kept that. noticing that, and I was like, okay, Spike Lee's too good for this to be a mistake. So he, <laughs> he must be doing this on purpose for some reason. And I was just like, yeah, why is he doing this? I really don't just know. Like, yeah, I, I did notice that. The love, I guess. I guess so. But um, I really liked the um, the relationship between Paul and um, his son, uh, David, because, you know, they, they have this back and forth, and you're like, oh, you know, it's just, you know, a father-son thing when, you know, the father kind of just want, expects more from the child or the, uh, or the son, and, you know, Apparently, whatever he does is no longer is never good enough. But you find out that you know it's more of Paul hates. Well, I guess not hates, but resents his son to a certain extent because uh, the mother, his mother, died during childbirth. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like it, yeah, it, it kind of sucks how it ended because they ended on a pretty bad note. He was just like, "I hate you." Like you're not my son, and then he goes off and dies. Yeah, literally just. <laughs> like, I mean, when, when they found the gold, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." But, like, I didn't really expect. I expected them literally just to find the gold, find the body, and be done. And, um, you know, when they originally find the um, the treasure box that they, um, you know, originally hid all the gold away, it like rusted on the bottom. But I'm assuming somebody got to it before then. It. I really don't know. I was kind of confused of how it got scattered. They said it it mudslided down. Uh, okay, okay, that that's what it was. That's what it was. But uh, yeah, what did you think of the? Um, <laughs> I guess you could say the only what three white people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they were they were definitely there. I guess in the end they all ended up pretty well, except for for Seppo. He also got in landmines. Yeah. Seppo. Didn't see that one coming. Did not. Well, technically, um, not Otis. Melvin, I mean, he didn't really get landmined, but he got grenaded. <laughs> yeah, he do- he dove on the grenade, even even though earlier he was like, I would never dive on that grenade. And <laughs> yeah. he ends up doing it. Which is I, kind, of, kind, of, kind of cool. I thought it was pretty cool, but I was like, oh, he was like, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when he when he dropped that that long sh- uh, shit, he was like she. <laughs> that was so funny. I think the fav- my favorite line from Melvin was when they were trying to figure out how to split up the gold, and they run into um, the, the the white trio. I guess I'll just call them. And they're like, you know, hey, everybody gets a cut. Uh, everyone's going to get a cut. And then Melvin's like, damn, Paul just put the whole thing on Craigslist. Yeah. The <laughs> movie like, had, like, a lot of pretty funny parts for a movie with such serious, like, <laughs> topics and undertones. It had a oh, lot of funny absolutely. parts. absolutely. Well, I mean, even with the, um, man, what was um, that one Vietnamese lady who would pretty much inform, you know, uh, U.S. soldiers what was going on in their own country. Um, 
I, I mean, she was. I mean, I, I kind of liked her just because she kind of was like a not a voice of reason, but kind of the. Well, I guess you could say a voice of reason in a way because she would always end up end end off by saying, you know, like, and have a good night, gentlemen, and whatnot. Um, Trying to think what I I was gonna say something I totally forgot I'm like blanking this happened I love this the soundtrack so much There's oh the so much Marvin Gaye like, oh yeah yes. that was fantastic and uh, of course we can't forget about our uh, we can't yeah, bleh, wow we can't forget about our um, favorite Vietnamese guy um, not Heidi uh, he he was like their escort for them going back into the jungle after they get the papers to. Uh, grab uh, Storm and Norman's re- uh, remains. Yeah, I, his name was Vin, I think. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah movie. it was Vin. Yeah. I, I, I thought cool. he was going to turn on them for sure. But no, was he, like, he was there, though, just <laughs> shooting with them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then, you know, <laughs> all that, all everything just got, kind of went to shit. But with the, um, I guess you could say, like, the antagonists, um, so it, it was U.S. gold, right? Because I think I was yeah. a little... Okay, yeah. Because when Paul was saying that, you know, at the bottom of the bars it says USA, because I thought they had just found a bunch of, like, Vietnamese gold and was going to bring it back and, you know, what have you. But, yeah, overall, this movie was fantastic. I would definitely watch it again, to be completely honest. But... Um, I'm trying to think. So uh, we pretty much covered, you know... Well, I guess... Let's um. So, like, did you have like a least favorite part of the movie at all, or because I mean I know we've been talking a lot about you know everything that we've loved. So yeah, I mentioned earlier, but it just felt a little too long. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's right. You had said the length. Kind Uh, kind of slightly got Irishman vibes at one point. I was like, did you really? Because because I had to pause it to go to the bathroom and I looked at what was remaining and I was like, oh, that's that's a lot left. But it was, it was just because it was pretty long and it was on Netflix. Yeah, I try not. It was, it was still an hour shorter, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it, I know. I mean, like, yeah, the Irishman was like, it was good. But it's like, man, like I, I, I watched it twice. I watched it when it first came out. And then I did like a Netflix party with a few people. And like by then I was like, I like never want to watch this movie ever again. Like <laughs> you got to you got to cut this into chunks or something. That's like the only way I can't, I can't do one sit down. And I'm like, so happy. I didn't go see this in theater, that movie. In yeah. theaters. Cause I almost did. I was like, heck yeah, man, let's go to the Irishman. And then I was watching it at home. I was like, thank God I did not watch this in the theater. But, um, yeah, I would, uh, I, I would agree to a certain, like the length, obviously. Yeah. Kind of gave it that vibe, but, um, yeah, there were a few scenes that were like they're pretty goofy and they didn't really need to be in there. There was there was a lot of like um, transition scenes that I thought were actually pretty effective. Spike Lee always does that. Oh yeah, especially makes it, makes it relevant currently, yeah. especially especially with the uh, the past and the present when they he went from like a four by three like a. Um, oh yeah, I, lo- I love that. I yeah. love how the the flashbacks had the different ratio. It was good. I I because at first I thought this movie was you know, like when when they are you know back in Nam for the first time, 
I thought they were going to use different characters for the younger versions, but they didn't. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I was I was wondering if you would have preferred if they were de-aged or if you like how it was. Um, I mean, I liked how it was because it was more consistent and it was, I guess it's way easier to just tell who's who's right off the bat instead of saying, okay, you know, this is old Otis and this is young Otis and this is old Eddie versus new, you know, um, younger Eddie and uh, things of that nature. Um, I guess I'm kind of indifferent to it because, like, I thought about it. I was like, well, would I even, would I have had enjoyed it as much if they would have uh, chosen young actors to play, you know, their, the, their younger versions of themselves? And I was like, probably not because... It, it probably would have looked weird if they did de-aging because... Oh, yeah. Just, like, Irishmen, yeah. like, bring, going back to that, definitely looked strange in certain parts, especially when there was anything <laughs> physical happening. <laughs> Which is a lot of this <laughs> the movie. Kick oh my god! <laughs> that was so bad. Matt, that's, probably, that's probably why they didn't do it because oh, there was a lot of running and moving in this. And it was it like it's a Robert De Niro right. just kicking in the air right now. <laughs> I'm like, I see what you're trying to do with the, with with the illusion, but it it ain't working. <laughs> no. God, that was bad. But yeah, I. What I did you think of the um, the gunfights that happened? The gunfights were pretty cool. They were they they uh they ended quicker than I thought they were going to. But yeah, they're all like pretty. They're definitely all cool. Some of it felt a little off. The blood the blood was interesting. It was <laughs> yeah. kind of Tarantino esque. Very very Tarantino. Well, I, I guess like towards the end, you know, they they beat like you know the big bad. Like they beat him fairly easily. It wasn't like it yeah. didn't seem like much of a challenge. You know what I mean? I like how he put on the uh, <laughs> the MAGA hat. Oh yeah. Oh man, I forgot. Yeah, because that that is you know remnants of, of today's time. So it was. I mean, it, you know, it was Easter eggs and all. Like it was. You know, the references were amazing, and um, the the entire cast just had like a really cool um chemistry together that you don't really see as well in other films because i mean obviously it's more of just like a one-off but it definitely you know th this is like you know you put spike lee up there with like tarantino and scorsese like he's he's definitely still got it and uh hopefully you know whatever his uh, next movie is going to be um Hopefully, hopefully it's just as good. To be completely honest, yeah, yeah I really, I really, yeah, I loved, it. I loved the ending too, where um, Otis was on the ground about to get shot, and he pulls out the line, "Bloods don't die, they multiply." Yeah, <laughs> which is it's true. I yeah, mean, I was, I was actually gonna. They, they did, they did die, but they still were able to send their family some wealth and mm -hmm. and multiply in that way and, and keep the good fight going. That is true. And I was actually going to say, I really liked the, um, you know, how they were so stuck in their own era with, like, you know, the slang and the lingo that they were using, like, the entire time between the five bloods or four bloods. Or five, five bloods, yeah. So I thought that was actually pretty interesting. You know, they didn't, they didn't try to, like, I guess modernize them. Because, like, yeah, you know, they're living in, you know, 2020, but, you know, they, they, they it's, 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 I, I don't know if it's like a term that, you know, if you 
you know, let, let's say if you hung out with a friend that you haven't seen in a while, you in a while, yeah, bleh, wow, in a while, that um, you kind of back, like revert back to who you were before. It, like I forgot, there's like an actual term for it, but yeah, I just thought that was pretty cool how they, you know, still use that that old term lingo from like the those uh, old heads. Yeah, old heads. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, I guess before we give our uh, final score, um, you know, now that uh, the five bloods is out in the wild, um, what is like, wh- what is your favorite uh, Spike Lee movie or like your top three? Um, definitely Black Klansman is probably my favorite. It's kind of recency bias, but yeah, um, Black Klansman was so good. It re- oh god, I love that movie. And so and it got him his Oscar. It did. It did. And. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, I'm trying to think what else. He didn't do the hate you give, right? No, that was no. That's right. He didn't do the right thing. There was, I thought that was another movie that he did. I can't. I'm, I'm blanking on it right now. He did the Malcolm X movie. That's right. She's got to have it. That's what it was. She's got to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I mean, f- phenomenal director. Very underrated. At, at, you know, <laughs> when it comes to a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, hey, I mean, the the people, whether you have an Oscar or not, you know, the the people still love you either way. So that's always a good thing. But uh, yeah. was there anything else you wanted to uh, touch on before we uh, head into scores? I think I think we got it all. All right. So out of a uh, hundred Storm and Normans, what would you give it, the Five Bloods? I will give it. 85 bloods. Ooh, I like that. I like it. I'm I'm going to give it a um I'm going to give it a solid 82. I really did like it. Um yeah. It was the, yeah, the main thing that lowered it for me was just it felt a little too long. Yeah, because I mean, I wasn't like checking my watch or like yeah, I wasn't checking my watch to see when it was going to end, but like I was definitely checking from time to time to see how much time I had left on, you know, the progress bar uh, when when I did go up to like use the bathroom or something like that. So, but yeah, uh, could be a little bit shorter. Like honestly, I feel like if it was just a solid two-hour movie, that would have been amazing. But you know, um, th- th- this uh, this story had had a lot to say and uh, it had a lot to tell. So. Yeah, and it was definitely needed in this current time. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely for sure. I I think I actually have a black, an extra Black Klansman digital copy around here somewhere. If I find it, we'll definitely have to do like a uh, giveaway or something for it. I thought that'd be pretty cool. I don't know, but yeah, that pretty much uh, concludes our review of the Five Bloods that is on Netflix. Again, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's um, it's good fun. Definitely fun, fun for the whole family, and you know it, it might teach you uh, a thing or two. So <laughs> that's yeah. always a cool thing. But um, as always, you know you can uh, listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, and Podbean. And don't forget to leave us uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts so uh, we know how we're doing for you guys out there. And um, I believe our next review uh, for next week is going to be King of Staten Island. So oh, that'll yeah. be a lot of fun. we got to figure out how to <laughs> finagle that. We'll probably just 
Well, it, it, what is it on? It's it, it should be on Voodoo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, we'll we'll figure it out then. But other than that, Devin, we are four days away from the Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be hearing from you th- this this weekend. Until, oh no! <laughs> until Sunday. <laughs> yeah, probably not till Monday. Well, of course, no. We'll 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 I'll find time to watch King of Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe before the weekend hits, before I. Go pick up my copy because gosh darn it, I'm so excited. I've made it this far and I've not ran into any spoilers. I started watching Alana Pierce's like non spoiler review, and because like she's like the only person I trust right now, <laughs> the only person I trust right now when it comes to this. So I was like, okay, like I got like halfway through and I was like, I didn't want to expose myself too much with, with, with the B-roll that she was showing. So I was like, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, Alana. I'll, I'll watch it later, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, I will be, um, I'm planning on doing a review for that. Um, I don't, at first I uh, wanted it to come out the Tuesday after, but um, it might be later on in the week. It just depends because I really want this uh, review to shine and um, I don't want to rush it as, you know, just so I make sure that it's, I think it's good to go. But well, with all that said, that pretty much concludes our review here, as I already said. So, yeah, uh, keep a lookout for our King of Staten Island review and make sure to check out all of our other podcast um, reviews and new shows as well. And uh, we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.